It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is season three, episode 21 of the show. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited welcome. for this one. This is a... Uh... This is one that made me happy at the uh, at at all of it. So it's, it's a good one. <laughs> at at the at, at the uh, at all of it. It was all of it. I was happy the whole time. <laughs> I was gonna say at the ending, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. No, I like the entire episode. <laughs> no, the whole thing was fun. Yeah. Listen, on account of last week's episode just being so long, let's let's get right into it. What are you nostalgic for this week? Shrinky dinks. I don't know what made me think of this. I don't know if I saw someone online using them. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about them and then yeah. saw something and it just unlocked something in the back of my brain. Oh, that's amazing. But shrinky dinks are amazing because you could draw anything on some magic paper, throw it in a microwave, and then it would shrink down and go from normal paper to like a keychain size thing. And mm-hmm. they're amazing. Oh, um, I love that. And yeah, they were just the best. We used them a lot in my uh classrooms uh in like third and fourth grade and then just at home and made a lot of things with shrinky dinks they're all in the trash now for sure (laughs) i don't think i have anything but it was great (laughs) yeah i mean why would you keep them (laughs) i don't know i have have too many things like in a box in the basement uh at my parents house that i should probably go through at some point because probably half of it i should get rid of but you know fun mementos Adorable. Shrinky dinks. <laughs> that made me think of a thing that I am going to use as I just wrote it down uh, as an nostalgia thing in the future when I can't think of anything. Heck yeah. I love that. That's so fun. I don't know if I ever made shrinky dinks at my like in my own house. I definitely made them at friends houses, but it felt mm-hmm. like I, I, it was one of those things where my mom was like, I'm not buying that. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> I won't have a shrinky dink then. <laughs> uh no, they were so much fun. Yeah, you try, you try anything. Super mm. cute and fun. What are you nostalgic for? My eighth grade Six Flags trip. Mm. Yeah, when I was in eighth grade, our like eighth grade graduation trip was to Six Flags Great America, and um, we went up there. We were in teams of like eight or ten or something like that, with one teacher chaperone. Like all the teachers came with us, um, and so you signed up and you were in a group of ten. Once we were on the trip. It was the same year that um, the Dark Knight coaster opened up at Six Flags. Um, and so the line was really long, but we got there, like the way that the trip worked, we left early enough that we got to the park relatively around open. And so my team, like we had decided from the jump, like that is the first thing we're going to do. And so we sprinted to that ride. It was the first <laughs> ride we rode. And... It was very dark and very scary, Um, but it was really fun. And we only waited, I think, like 45 minutes for it. Whereas everybody else who went to ride it throughout the rest of the day were were waiting like two hours um, because, you know, as the park filled up, more people were going to ride it because it was brand new. And I just remember that trip. That was like the first time that I ever really rode roller coasters because everybody on my like group really loved roller coasters and I was terrified of them. And they were all just like, it's going to be fine. Just do it. It's going to be fine. You're going to have fun and it's going to be great. And they didn't make me feel like bad for being afraid. 
but they were also like, just do the thing. It's going to be fun. You're going to have fun and just do it. Yeah. And since then, I have absolutely adored roller coasters and I credit it all to that trip because there were a few other trips that I went on younger where I would go ride roller coasters and I don't even really remember the roller coaster. Like, I'm pretty sure I just blacked out out of fear <laughs> because I don't remember them at all. But uh, like after that trip, I was like, oh, I actually really like roller coasters and um, would I, I will continue to ride them up to a point. I don't ride wooden roller coasters because I don't feel safe. So, yeah. Eighth grade, six flags. I loved class trips like that when you yeah. went to summer school. Uh, God, I miss coasters. I know, me too. All right, you want to get into it? I do. Yay. Season three, episode 21 is titled The Happiest Show on Earth. Ooh. Whatever could this be about? What could it be uh, about, baby? It's a Disney <laughs> ad. You guessed it. We're going to Disney World. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, the episode aired on May 10th, 1996. It was directed by Jeff McCracken and was written by Howard Busgang and Mark Blutman. The synopsis says, Corey realizes that breaking up with Zapanga was a huge mistake. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it feels uh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, listen. Yeah, man, for sure. If you watch, if you listen to that, you would never know we went to Disney World in this episode. Here at Disney... Or here at ABC, we love Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they own us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so wild to think of the Disney conglomerate because it's only expanded since then. But it's like, it's really had a hold on culture for like years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. But right now, it's the happiest show on Earth. <laughs> but right now, it's the happiest show on Earth. So let's get into it. The first scene, we're at Chubby's. Corey is on a date with a girl named Kristen. She's been in the show a couple of times before. I don't know if her name has always been Kristen, but this actress has been there a few times. Um, and apparently he's become a bit of a player. She says she's flattered. He made the time since he's been said to be out with a different girl every night. He says that he had to get them all out of the way to make time for her. And she asks, how is she supposed to know? That's not just another line from the new Corey Matthews. He says, lines? I have no lines because your pretty blue eyes leave me speechless. He asks what else the school is saying about him. And she's like, they say that just before you kiss a girl, you pass a fry from knuckle to knuckle. He is, of course, doing this. Looks down at the fry and says, huh, that's interesting. He tosses the fry, then leans in and they kiss. She says, that was nice, Corey. And he replies, eyes still closed. It sure was, Topanga. She sits way back and says, you just called me Topanga. And he says, oh boy. We do a hard cut to school, presumably the next day. And Sean says, you called her Topanga? And Corey's like, it's so obvious what's going on here. Sean says, yeah, you're bad with names. Do what I do. Write them on the palm of your hand. And here he looks down at his hand and then finishes Corey, which I think is very great. <laughs> Uh, Corey's like, no, the problem is no matter how many girls I go out with, I still end up thinking about Topanga. Sean asks why he broke up with her then, and he says, I don't know, I made a mistake. I thought we could be friends, like you and I are, but when I see Topanga, I want to hug her, hold her, kiss her. When I see you, I have no interest in doing any of those things. <laughs> Sean asks how he thinks she feels, and Corey says he'll ask. Just as Topanga walks into class, he greets her, and she returns it cheerfully, so he turns back to Sean and says, she wants back. Turner then starts class by announcing the winners for an environmental paper contest, the prize being a trip to Disney World. Kristen is one of them, and a guy named Ronnie, who is apparently nicknamed Lips, is another. Corey is excited about this. He thinks it'll help Kristen get over him, and it gives him a week to spend romancing Topanga without having to deal with Kristen. Sometimes everything in life just seems to go my way, he says. Except then, of course, Topanga is announced as the third winner. Corey turns back to Sean and says, I hate my stinking life, and that is the end of the scene. Ooh, a lot happened here even in the first scene. But, I know, um, right? 
It's very different. Uh, the way that he's dancing at the beginning, he's such a dork. I loved yeah. it. It's like he picked up on things that he learned from the 50s from the episode, 50s. which was really fun. Um, <laughs> the, the thing with this whole opening scene, he's been seeing every girl in school. Like, when did he become a player? A he absolutely yeah. had no game, like, <laughs> even at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, so it makes no sense, but I was like, all right, roll with it. I feel horrible that he called her Topanga because uh, <laughs> no one wants that. Yeah. Um, but then when it does switch to the next scene, first of all, peak fashion, he's wearing a bowling shirt to school. He is. This uh, is a shirt that he's worn a couple of times, but it it's like exceedingly bright in this episode. It's like very <laughs> noticeable. Um, super bright blue. Yeah. Uh, just really stands out. They put some fabric brightener on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really I love the little joke about Sean just not remembering Corey's name because it's been his best friend uh, his so entire silly. life. <laughs> it's so silly. I always love the things uh, with these trips where they won an environmental contest. And the mm. first thing they're like, we're going to fly you somewhere, <laughs> um, which I think is hilarious. Like, we're going to pay for this major corporation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to have a fun time because you did a great job with this paper. Right. Um, but yes, it was exciting going on a trip. Uh, and the other thing was just, when is it ever? Trip. When is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I said it quiet while you were in the middle of the sentence, so I wasn't sure if you would hear it. I did. Um, I love that song, by the way. Uh, But my last thing was just, when has it ever really gone Corey's way? He says that so casually of like, things always go my way. And I was like, no, they don't. (laughs) It's literally part of the show that they don't. That's why you're the main character. Yeah, yeah. specifically so that you're learning lessons because things aren't going your way, my guy. Oh, man. Okay, so we go into the next scene. We are in the boys' bedroom. Um, This scene begins with a dream sequence with Topanga and Ronnie on a ride at Disney World where he tries to kiss her and Corey wakes up screaming no lips. Eric then wakes up and asks if he's having the nightmare where he's been kidnapped by figure skaters and forced to do compulsories against his will. (laughs) And he says he only has that dream every four years, which is so specific and extremely good. He tells Eric that he's in a bad way and needs advice, but Eric cuts him off. You love Topanga and you want her back. Corey is surprised and asks how he knew, and Eric turns on a light that illuminates a giant headshot of Topanga that is hanging over Corey's bed. And Corey's like, oh, look, ever since I broke up with her, I've got this gnawing in the pit of my stomach that won't go away. And Eric says, your poor little body goes through so much. Why don't you just tell her how you feel? Let me get back to bed already. And Corey says he can't because she's going to be away for a week on a trip. And Eric tells him to go after her to win her back. Corey's a little panicked and says, just like that. And Eric goes, I have spoken. And then lies back down (laughs) in bed. And Corey thinking about this is how we end the scene. God, it's such a funny line to end that on. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way that he says it is very good. Um, the thing that I thought about this whenever they're at Disney and riding the Dumbo ride, there's like a switch of camera angles to show like Ronnie coming in for this kiss that I was laughing at because I was thinking about the like the kid having the to lean into the it. camera. <laughs> so funny to me because it's just like this like very long like it it takes a minute right he's not even really pursing his lips and the camera angle goes a little fisheye it's very silly 
Uh, but yeah, I, I felt bad for for that Ronnie kid yeah. having to go kiss camera. Um, <laughs> but the biggest question that I have out of this entire scene: Why the hell does he have a huge, massive poster of Topanga just hanging up on his wall? That is the question, isn't it? It's never been there. <laughs> <laughs> They've um, also switched places. The The brothers are on opposite beds. Eric's bed used to be closer to the door and Corey's is, was further away. And now they've switched for seemingly no reason. Like they, they don't explain it. And I didn't even really notice until I saw it on IMDb. But I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they did switch. So like at some point in the middle of their breakup, he put this poster up above his bed and was like, this is normal and healthy. <laughs> And it's totally like headshot of Danielle Fischel whenever they were doing like the promotion stuff for yes, Boy Meets absolutely. World, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, what I thought was also funny was the figure skating comment because when they did have other beds, Eric had that dream. Yeah, the figure skating dream. <laughs> oh, which is very fun. But yeah, yeah, as soon as it just illuminated the poster, I was like, good Lord, child. It's so funny. <laughs> there was a light directly on it. Which is yeah. like the best. Like he turned all the lights on in the room, but there was one that shone directly on the poster. It's <laughs> like you look at this regularly. Like you have planned this out, and that th- we should talk about it. We really should talk about it because he did this and is also going on lots of different dates with other girls, presumably. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you're still thinking about Topanga. You're staring at her every time you're in your room. It's so funny. I love. I love TV show logic. Because I know that they're doing it for a laugh, but to me, I'm like, why? But think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you spent two seconds. Yeah, if you thought about it. Really thought about it. Literally two seconds. Um, So we go to the next scene. We are at school. Corey walks up to Eric, invigorated. I'm going to Florida to get back the woman I love. Eric says he's proud of him, and Corey asks him to cover for him, and Eric is on it. He pulls out a Corey mannequin from a bag. Corey's like, you'd have to be the biggest idiot on the planet to think that's me. Sean then walks up, greets Eric and the puppet as Corey before realizing the real Corey is standing there. He jumps and is like, ah, and double takes between the two and, like, pokes it. It's very funny. Corey is surprised Eric went through so much trouble, and Eric says, well, you're my only brother. It's not to kill me to show a little affection and he walks away with the puppet and Corey starts talking about spending all his money on a plane ticket sean tells him he got them tickets from his uncle nicky he's in the gaming industry quote unquote and sean says there's a slight chance that they'll have to break someone's knees while they're there Corey is surprised that sean is willing to come and sean's like all those times you've been there for me i owe you at least one Corey thanks him and then sees topanga and says maybe if i tell her how i feel before she leaves we won't have to do this whole thing he walks up to her and she's very excited for her trip he says look i'll get right to it we've been apart for three months now and i don't know about you but i still have all these feelings for you and she says she has feelings too and that's why they'll always be friends He's like, well, yeah, but tell me you haven't thought about us getting back together. She's like, of course I've thought about it, but it's really hard to trust you when the new Corey Matthews is running around dating all these other girls. He says, I only went out with them because I hated being alone. But even when I was with them, I was still alone because I wasn't with you. And she tells him that that's really sweet as Turner comes out of his classroom with a large rolling trunk and asks if it's hers. She says it's her carry-on of hair products and he beckons her over to talk. She's like, be right back and goes over to him. Kristen then walks up to Corey and says she thought about the other night and was silly to run away. He says, no, running was good. You should have run further. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like so mean. 
<laughs> she calls him a gentleman and tells him that when she gets back from Florida, she wants to make things work. She grabs and kisses him, and we get a shot of Topanga standing behind him, shocked. Kristen walks away, and Topanga says mockingly, I was still alone because I wasn't with you. Corey turns to see her and says, ha, apparently you're not seeing the humor here, which is surprising. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Go ahead. Laugh with me. She is obviously not laughing and says, Corey, you don't want to know what I see? You in a robe with slippers smoking a pipe. He's confused, and she says, Corey Matthews, you're... A playboy. She walks away and right up to Ronnie, who helps her with her trunk, as Sean walks up to Corey and says, window or I'll seat. And that is the end of the scene. Oh, boy. A lot happened here again. Yeah. Um, The first thing, just when did Eric have the time to make this fake Corey? Truly, did he have this? Because it's huge. And it looks just like him. It's funny because it does look like him. But it's so funny when, like, people throughout this episode, Mm. mind you. I mean, this is not the last time that you're going to see this doll. but Of course. He has blue hands. <laughs> and everybody still believes him. <laughs> He's wearing like blue mints. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and I love that, yeah, Sean's immediately confused, uh, which is hilarious because he doesn't remember his name and also just doesn't know that it's a dummy yeah. that he's talking to and not Corey. Um but what I do love is Sean opting to come with Corey through all this because they're just the very best of friends. They're the best of And bows. they're going to do things together. Um, <laughs> I had a big oof whenever Topanga did hit him with the friends comment immediately. Uh, and he went on to explain it further. And I was like, okay, yeah, good. Let him know how you feel. <laughs> the thing with this, Topanga makes a very valid point, though, in the fact that if he was dating or like seeing a person or two throughout all of it, but it's the fact that he's like with everybody. Yeah. And it's like, the no, only you baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't, it doesn't fully work, but, uh, yeah. Sad that, uh, what's her name? Kristen. 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 Just <laughs> sweet girl. <laughs> uh, not reading just, the room. Nope. Not reading the room. Just trying to make everything work, even when it's not going to, uh, and just making it all worse. Um, and so this is a fun time, a fun episode. <laughs> oh, man. This girl, I feel like her character has been pretty consistent throughout the show in the the handful of times that we've seen her. But it is yeah. very interesting to see her in this, like, flirty and then, like, vaguely obsessive context. Because it's like, oh, man, you're a little crazy, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he straight up called her the wrong name. And she was still like... I should have given you a second chance. I was like, right. I wouldn't have. Why? No, <laughs> nobody would. He told her to run. He was like, you should have run further away from me. And she was like, no, you're a gentleman and I want to make things work. Like, my love, please read the room. Okay, so the next scene, we are at Disney World. We get some what? glamour shots. Uh, as this is, of course, a big ad for Disney World. And then we cut to the kids walking into an attraction called the Living Seas. They are greeted by a marine biologist who introduces herself as Alexandra and tells them they're going to be studying dolphins for the next week. That's technically speaking the end of the scene, but we continue. We get another glamour shot of Epcot as Sean and Corey walk through Disney and Corey complains about how the plane they took was a cargo plane. I sat next to a crate of live chickens. And Sean says, come on, Corey, we're here. Happiest place on earth. Corey has been, why do I feel so miserable? Sean says, you got to do what you came here to do. Find Topanga, tell her you still love her. Corey says, I know. She's the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. I mean, how can I not have her in my life? 
They turn to survey the park and like step up on a, a little raised platform and he continues, Sean, there's tens of thousands of people here. I mean, we got this much chance of finding her. A golf cart full of students, including Topanga, then rolls by behind them and they turn back around as it goes and he finishes, well, we better get started. It could take days. They walk off and that's the end of the scene. Mm, boy. Rip to the living seas. Um, I know. That's not there anymore. That was no, uh, sure cool isn't. to see. But I did that on my Disney trip whenever I, in 2000. So it was a long time ago. It was still there. Um, Oof, uh, 22 years ago. Oy, shush. Christ. Shush. <laughs> um, I wonder how different it would be for the cast to be performing without an audience. And yes, on I was somewhere. thinking about this. Because, I mean, like, adults could do it, right? But it's also, like, kids, they've been growing up in that environment yeah, uh, with a studio audience and everything. And so this with is just laughing. completely different. Yeah. And in a very public location. It's not mm-hmm. even just, like, on a street somewhere. It's like, you're in the middle of Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I also think whenever they do The Happiest Place on Earth, I think it's funny because, like, we all, like, associate that with Disney. But it's, like, also not even Disney's slogan. No. Which I think is hilarious <laughs> i don't know that how they've just got coined there, that yeah it's where your dreams come true that's their mm-hmm. slogan that's the actual <laughs> slogan but yeah and then of course they just missed topanga by that much <laughs> yeah i like that night like they don't see each other at all i think it's very funny because topanga's on the front of the cart so she is the most visual in the shot and is facing away from them so she doesn't see them they don't see her and then they walk the opposite direction of the golf cart which i think is is just like really fun and well done like blocking basically because even with the golf cart because you're right like she is towards the front Mm -hmm. and she should be looking ahead at least for some of it just to see two boys that it's like oh those look like sean and yeah uh, Corey, but is no like to the right just yeah her body's like like, halfway out the golf cart (laughs) (laughs) comedy comedy healing (laughs) the world through comedy (laughs) So we go to the next scene. We are back at school. Eric is walking the Cory puppet out of class as a teacher calls out and tells him he had an excellent oral report. He goes to stuff the puppet in his locker and says, we got a five minute break and then it's time for gym. As he closes his locker and turns around, he sees Feeny <laughs> staring at him horrified. <laughs> this seems so great. He says, Mr. Matthews, what are you doing? And Eric says, just putting my books away. Feeny goes, I thought I saw you stuff your brother into your locker. <laughs> Eric asks, now why would I go do something like that? And Feeny says, I don't know, but I clearly saw a curly haired boy enter your locker. Eric asks again, now why would I want a curly haired boy in my locker? <laughs> Feeny replies, again, I don't know. Now get him out of there. And Turner calls out to Feeny to like draw his He's like, can I talk to you for a second? Feeny's like, I'm taking care of something. But that gives Eric a second to open his locker and throw the Cory puppet out of frame. When Feeny turns back around to see Eric in his empty locker, Eric says, no Cory in here. And Feeny asks, do you think I'm a dummy, Mr. Matthews? And Eric says, no, not you. And Feeny goes, I'll see you in detention. And walks towards his office. And that's the end of the scene. This B-plot is so funny. It's like, so silly. Like, this back and forth is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> He's, like, truly horrified. 
It's so good. His face, his tone of voice, the like pausing, all of it is perfect. He did a perfect job here. Oh my God. And even like at the beginning of the scene, I mean, whenever they're like fantastic oral report, it's like he's presenting with a freaking dummy. And the way that he like, I know you like didn't cover this, but he like quickly turns in and is like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, he's so, he's so horrified that he would even just stuff his brother in. And I just, the way that Bill Daniels does say everything <laughs> yeah, is amazing. Yeah, so good. Um, just the, like, again, I don't know. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Um, but what I was thinking about during this scene in particular, because the scene is so ridiculous and like, this is the last time that we see this, right? Like, yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> this B-plot <laughs> is over. But I remember when we were at the Boy Meets World panel mm-hmm. at 90s Con, specifically that Will Friedle was talking about not going on location and like everybody oh, else would go yeah. elsewhere. And then he was like, well, I'm in LA, I guess. <laughs> on the <laughs> I forgot about that. And so I was thinking about that during the scene because I was like, yeah, but this scene is so funny. Like mm-hmm. that that is a bummer that you're not there. But like, understand, please, Will, <laughs> that this is... <laughs> You Just gave us beautiful content. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's but yeah. So, it's so funny. It's so funny, and I love it. God, Bill Daniels is just such a serious actor. I love seeing him do this stuff. It's I so- know. It's really fun to watch him do just, like, a little bit of, like, comedic timing because he's got, like, he can do everything, but he generally plays the role so serious. That, or, like, really, like, the if the humor is there, it's, like, very dry, right? But he's just, like, deeply horrified about what's going on. And it's so funny. And I love it. Um, So the next scene, we are back at Disney. This is a very quick scene where apparently the boys are standing in line for a churro. And then when Corey realizes that it's not a line for a ride and it's just a churro, he's annoyed. And they continue looking for Topanga. That's the whole scene. Uh, we scene shift back to the living seas as Alexandra talks about communicating with dolphins via their emotions. She introduces a dolphin named Amber, who they found beached, and now she won't take food because she's been separated from her mate and family. Topanga asks what's going to happen, and Alexandra is very honestly, like, to this teenager who's, like, very nervous. She's like, I don't know, but I'm hoping she's reunited with her mate real soon, which I think is kind of sweet. I just, like, you're an adult being honest with a child, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, we get what I can only describe as a sad dolphin shot as Corey and Sean run in through the entrance. Corey says, I have a feeling Topanga's here. And Sean asks why. And he says, because we've looked everywhere else. They look over and see her admiring the dolphins. And then Corey starts in saying about how, talking about how much she loves her and how he always has and will love her forever. And Kristen walks up behind him during this little speech. And as he finishes, what do you think she's going to say to that? She says excitedly, I love you too, Corey. And he says, exactly. Then turns around and his face goes flat as he says, Kristen. She's like, coming all the way to Florida for me? That's so romantic. She kisses him again and Corey's like, no, you don't understand. And then Topanga joins the party and says, oh, but I do. Corey says, oh boy. As he looks between them, Topanga walks away and that is the end of the scene. Kristen! 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 <laughs> what are you doing? How in God's name would you think that he's talking about you? You went on one date. <laughs> it's like deeply delusional in a way that is just so wild. Oofa doofa. Yeah. It was a weird, a weird way to end all of that. Um, <laughs> especially because like Corey is just really in love with Topanga and yeah. that's a real thing that we've seen. And so I'm like, Kristen, leave. You don't get it. You're in the way right now. I need you to go away, please. 
Uh, I did love the churro line uh, only because I was like, that's fully accurate of how the lines at Disney are and like yeah. how abysmal they are. So that I love that that hasn't changed since the 90s. Like, also, was it a free churro? Because he definitely didn't hand him any money. He just he didn't took pay the for churro it. and they ran away. I mean, heck, I'd be in line for a free churro too. I get no, it. No, for sure. That's why um, the line was so long. It was free. Yeah, but I love whenever they're talking about the dolphins and I was like, ooh, a parallel analogy. Like... <laughs> They're showing like Topanga just looking on, just kind of contemplative, like yeah, <laughs> understanding. Wait, I also don't have a mate. <laughs> Every time they do a dolphin noise it's very clearly the the can dolphin noise that you hear in like every television show which i think is so funny because there are real dolphins there <laughs> like you couldn't make the, you couldn't you couldn't get the dolphins to make a noise into your boom mic really okay i guess uh, yeah so weird i also love the line where sean is like because we've looked everywhere else and i was like you've looked around all of disney world all of it <laughs> There's like there are several four parks, parks. <laughs> yeah oh Oh, man. Okay. Um, I think now we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with more of the happiest show on earth right after this. Hello, everybody. It is Sid, you know, from the podcast <laughs> that you're listening to. Uh, welcome to the mid-roll. It's the spot where we do announcements, Patreon shoutouts, featured ads, and anything else we want to talk about. But first things first, we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the Lost Years Pod. Rather than have a tier system, it is a pay $2 if you would like early access to episodes type of situation. And all other bonus content is viewable to anybody who goes onto our Patreon page. Uh, that other bonus content includes behind the scenes content, bonus episodes, old Twitch VODs, Patreon shoutouts in the middle of the episode, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and we'd like to give a shout out to Patreon supporter Adam Mansell. We appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you for supporting our show. Once again, patreon.com slash the lost years pod. Our second announcement is for the Snips Showcase. Uh, we've talked about this before, but if you are new here, welcome, first of all. Uh, second, we are a part of the Scavengers Network, and the Snips Showcase is the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. The 2022 SNP Showcase is happening September 16th and 17th. Uh, it's a weekend of podcast live shows celebrating the independent podcasting community. It's going to be a really fun time, and we're looking forward to it because it's the first one that we've been a part of. But yes, SNP Showcase, September 16th and 17th. All right. Do you have your water? <laughs> do you? Uh, gosh, these get as silly as the end of the episodes, huh? Uh, if you don't, you should get some. If you need a little snack, go treat yourself. You deserve it. Uh, and your body needs it. And let's get back to the episode. Welcome to Quick Cuts Barbershop. How can we help you today? Hi there. I was looking for a trim. We can absolutely help with that. How much are you looking to take off? Not much. Just a couple of snips. Did you say snips? Uh, yes. Is that a TV with arms and legs? How is it talking? Snips is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's a Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. 
It's a weekend of great live shows from indie podcasts and creators, and it's free! That's not what I meant by Snips. That's right! Snips is returning for its second year, where performers and podcasters from the Scavengers Network and friends from outside the network will be live-streaming shows for your entertainment. That sounds pretty great. But where did you come from? I'll tell you where you can watch this fantastic weekend of fun. Twitch.tv forward slash The Scavengers Network, Facebook.com forward slash The Scavengers Network, or the website for the showcase, www.snipshowcase.com. That sure is convenient to have it in so many places to watch the stream. When is this going on? What are you doing? I, I don't know. Maybe if we humor it, it'll go away. September 16th and 17th! You can find out more information by going to www.snipshowcase.com! See you on the 16th! Aw, oh, did it have to break another window on its way out? Okay, that was weird, but I'm gonna mark my calendar for this showcase. It sounds fun. Where are you going? Don't you want a haircut? <laughs> no need. I'm gonna get all the snips I need on September 16th and 17th. Why did they break a window? The Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Happening September 16th and 17th. Check it out online at www.snipshowcase.com. And we are back at Disney. Corey and Sean wake up the next day in a log ride. Corey complaining about how it was the worst sleep ever and Sean talking about how it was his best. Corey then laments that he's so far from home and didn't get the girl and he slept in a log. I was fooling myself thinking there was still a spark between me and Topanga. Come on, let's go home. He starts to get out of the log and Sean's like, okay. And Corey's like, Sean, my heart's been skewered and you're not going to talk me into saying? Sean asks, why? You gave it your best shot. Clearly she's more interested in Ronnie. Corey's like, wait a second. I can offer her passion, deep passion and a history. Sean, I came here to woo her and by gum, woo her I will. Sean says, so we're staying. And Corey confirms, so they sit back down on the log. Corey thinks then says, oh, I see what you were doing. Reverse psychology. You let me think I was a loser to show me that I'm really not a loser. Sean says, no, I just think she and Ronnie make a really cute couple. And Corey's like, Sean. And he finishes, but not as cute as you and Topanga. Corey says, look, all I know is that it's a new day. And when I sweep Topi off her feet, I want to be clean and fresh. Sean's like, well, where are we going to find a shower? The ride then starts, and at the bottom, it's it's a big log flume ride. They go down, it sprays water, you know. And at the bottom, both of them, very wet, Sean yells, now where do we find a towel? And Corey gives him a look, and that's the end of the scene. How did they sleep on Splash Mountain? How did they? Oh, is that what the, I don't know Disney World very well. Yeah, that makes sense, it's Splash Mountain. Yeah, it just, how? How did they? Yeah. They have to close at night, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, they own it, so I guess, whatever. <laughs> Um, they just did it. <laughs> I did love Corey uh, talking himself into staying. That was yeah. really fun because yeah, Sean just being like, "No, nah, I just, okay. I just wanted to go with it." Yeah, Sean's got no skin in the game at all. He's just vibing. And I love that Corey still calls her Topi. I know it's so cute. We've only heard that nickname from Corey and her dad, so I think it's very sweet that yeah, he's still like Topi. Yeah, and then also, of course, ending it with the the shower thing and then it's like yeah because you're not on splash mountain whoa you're on a log ride <laughs> what's gonna happen uh i bet that was fun for them though yeah i wonder how many times they did it probably just the once but 
I would hope just the once. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine I getting mean, soaked again and again and again. It's so weird, too, to think about how much of the park they probably shut down for this production. Because there's not, there's only a handful of times where we see other people around. And yeah. it's really not that many other people. So I'm curious if they had, like, very early morning shoots or night shoots or if they fully just shut down parts of the park, which they could do. Obviously, they own it. But it's it's so funny to think about yeah, because, I mean, when, like, the first scene, they're in the middle of, like, the Epcot courtyard, yeah. which is a whole big area that a lot of yeah. people are in all the time. And it's, like, empty. <laughs> there are, like, ten people there tops. Yeah, truly. <laughs> which is not not how Disney is, folks. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But, yeah, even at this, like, Splash Mountain would fully be open in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's just a thing. And there's, like, nobody in line. Like, nobody that's operating it. Nobody's Which is hilarious that no one's operating it. And then just but the ride still starts. started. <laughs> Where are they running it from? Because you definitely have to run it from the top. So somebody's in there just looking at them, talking, and they're like, we need a shower. And he was like, I got you. And pressed a button. Comedy. Oh, God. Comedy. Comedy comes in threes. It's got to come around <laughs> one more time. Uh, <laughs> only once more. Can the show be funny? <laughs> It's not, it's not been funny. funny yeah, we've only point. had two comedies this whole time. <laughs> okay, so the next scene, we are still at Disney. We are doing a montage of Corey and Sean looking for Topanga, talking to lots of Disney characters. Corey then eventually finds her and starts following her around the park while she walks around with Ronnie on rides for character visits, etc. Ronnie and Topanga are then at dinner in an aquarium, and she is like gazing into the fish tank as Ronnie notes she hasn't touched her food. She says she's just thinking about something, and he says, about me, huh? She yanks her hand away and says, no, what is it with you? Ever since we got here, you've been trying to kiss me, and if I let you, then what? Then you leave because you got your prize. She stands and says, well, I'm not a prize, and I hate when guys chase me, and the more they chase me, the more I get turned off. As she finishes the speech, Corey swims up in the tank in scuba gear with a sign that says, I will chase you forever. She sees this and starts to storm off as Sean walks up and greets her. She says, what is it with your friend? And Sean says, he's just trying to show you how much he loves you. This one was my idea she hears this takes a nearby glass of water and splashes it in his face and walks away and that is the end of the scene oh gosh (laughs) how did Corey get into the tank how did he get on the (laughs) how did he get scuba gear and a sign that does not bleed or run in water (laughs) so that she can read it also the fact that they are at disney world and he somehow managed to make this sign you can't leave to go get a freaking poster board like where did you get that (laughs) where did he get it (laughs) nothing makes sense um whenever they're doing the montage i was like okay so now Corey's just gonna stalk them that's that's fun and cool (laughs) yeah but it's for love um yeah topanga's outfits in this episode iconic the one amazing. that she's just wearing around this day yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the crop top yes, and everything. Amazing. She's um, so cute. She's so cute. She's wearing, her hair is in like half up high pony. She's wearing cowboy boots this entire episode, but they're just like different kinds of cowboy boots. She's so cute. The oh, style is so good. <laughs> love it so much. Um, super presumptuous of Ronnie to just be like, I know you're thinking about me. Like, no, anyway. dude, I've also been talking to you for a day. <laughs> right. But yeah, I... <laughs> uh just the fact that like Corey, who else would it be like it'd be so much weirder if someone else had a sign to that like, right. came up to that table was like i will chase you forever 
But yeah, yeah. good times. <laughs> uh, so we go to the next scene. We are outside. Topanga is storming off. Uh, and Corey runs up to her in a scuba suit and says, maybe you didn't know, but that was me in the tank. She says, I did know. And I'd like you to stop chasing me. All right, please. He says, what are you talking about? Look at all I've done for you. And starts listing all the gestures he's made. But she cuts him off with Corey. You could hire a blimp to fly over Florida, flashing my name in neon. And it wouldn't mean a thing to me. He says, oh God, please don't look up. And he like glances up as she continues talking. And she continues. I mean, they're all just meaningless gestures. He says, meaningless. How could they be meaningless? They come from my heart. She replies, I really wish I could believe you. I really do. But how can I when every time I turn around, there you are with another girl? He says, oh, come on, Topanga, every time. She crosses her arms and we zoom out a little to see Kristen standing behind him during this conversation. And he says, Kristen, right? And he turns and she says, Corey, I was in the tank behind you. You're a fast swimmer. He turns back to Topanga, but she walks away and that is the end of the scene. Okay, so my notes got jumbled because that first note or the last note that I had on the last scene was my first note for this scene which is Corey being like oh did you notice or like that was me or whatever I was like no yeah of course it was you you dummy I do love the funniest thing about this scene to me is in front of living seas I mean the living seas landscaping and everything has like fountains and stuff so it's like always running water and the two of them have to fully yell yes. their lines because the yes. water is so loud in the background. And it's really <laughs> funny because it just makes everything that much more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's great. Kristen is following him into the tank. <laughs> yeah, it's really... I wish we could have also seen her in the tank, like in the background, just swimming behind him because that would have been so funny. Um, as it stands, we just see her with a towel and a scuba suit on. But it is very, it's still a very fun little gag because it's like a shot of them two arguing and then it just zooms out a little bit and Kristen's standing behind him grinning. It's so cute. I also just, part of me was like, I mean, Corey and Kristen are kind of doing similar things where like now she's just very into him and Corey mm-hmm. is very into Topanga and, you know, but also no, because Corey and Topanga do have a history. And again, mm-hmm. Kristen does not with Corey. So, man, she just has to, she has to cool it, please. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird to think about the level of cognitive dissonance that is, like, being ignored. Like, you have all evidence to the world that he's just not interested in you at all. And you're just like, nobody is. He loves me. (laughs) (laughs) He's straight up telling you, I'm not into you. And she's like... Oh, that makes me want him more. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, such a gentleman. He loves me so much. It's so crazy. He doesn't know how to deal with his feelings. Um, oh, that's like in high school and middle school when you tell somebody like, I love you. And it doesn't mm-hmm. actually mean a thing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so the next scene. We are back at Living Seas. A blonde girl is on the platform as Corey runs up and jumps a little fence and starts to tell her, look, Topanga, you can't keep running. Which I think is hysterical because this girl looks nothing like Topanga even a little bit and there's literally no way like her her hair is short and bleach blonde there's no way he could have gotten her I don't know how he would have done this um but we need this moment for the conflict of the episode to continue so here we go he says you can't keep running and when he realizes it's not her he apologizes and says he was just looking for someone and thought she'd be here but she's not he finishes I'll get out of your way and let you do your fish work the girl says oh I don't work here I was just on a tour and decided to hang back on my own which is wild and simply would never happen (laughs) it's Disney um just me and a few dolphins and a big bucket of smelt want to help me feed him uh Corey starts feeding fish and then notices Amber which the girl explains the mate separation thing to him 
Corey kind of laughs and says, she's just an animal. The girl's like, just an animal? How do you get off saying something like that? Corey starts to fact check and the girl says, apologize to her. Corey chuckles again and she says, I'm serious. Corey looks down at the dolphin and says, I'm sorry. The girl tells him to personalize it and he continues, I'm sorry, Amber. She says, if there's one thing I learned hanging around here, it's that animals are like people. They have real emotions. I just wish I could get her to eat. Maybe you'll have better luck. What's your name? And he tells her and she says, Corey, well, I hope you find who you're looking for. She gets up and walks away. And now uh, I should mention that this girl is Stacey Keenan. She's unnamed in the episode, but she's playing Dana from the show Step by Step as they had a Disney two-part episode, the second of which aired the same night that this aired. It was very fun. Did you ever watch Step by Step? Uh, This is one of my trivia facts. (laughs) Ah, I sniped it. But I have a second one from it. Okay, perfect. Mm. That's all I had for trivia, but I was like, we should talk about who this person is. Um, so Corey starts talking to Amber saying that he knows how she feels because he is separated from Topanga. It's funny how people tell you to move on. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. Like I need to tell you, but see, we know that once you've met that special person, it's hard to live knowing that they're out there and they're the only one you care about. The dolphin quote unquote makes a noise and he continues all those things I did. I wasn't just trying to impress her. I just didn't know how to express my feelings. Well, at least I tried, you know, and now I'm talking to a fish. He grabs a smelt from the bucket and tosses her one, which Amber finally eats. It's very nice. He says, see Amber, and gets up to leave. As he's walking away, we see Topanga, who's been listening, watch him go, and then look happily at Amber. She follows after him and chases him now outside by the fountain, calling after him to wait and that she heard what he said. He tries to tell her that he heard her and he's not going to chase her anymore. We'll just go back to being friends or whatever you want to be. She says, but Corey, you got on a plane and flew across the country to see me. He says, I know. I'm embarrassed. I didn't even get the free miles. She says, I mean, you dressed in silly outfits. You swam with sharks. He says, I... There were sharks in there? (laughs) She continues. I mean, it was like you were not going to give up no matter what. And he's like, how many times do I have to tell you I'm sorry? She softens and is like, no, no. Now it's my turn to tell you I'm sorry. I mean, I never realized those things came from your heart until now. She steps forward and kisses him. And he's like, wait, I'm really confused. And she says, so am I. He says, what's going on? I mean, are we friends or what? And she smiles and says, or what? She kisses him again, and he says, what are we doing? She's like, I don't know. I mean, we did break up for a reason, right? And he says, yeah, we did. And she asks, and that reason was? He says, so we could get back together. They smile at each other, and they kiss, and we get a really sweeping cinematic shot of them making out in front of the Epcot ball and the fountain as it, like, explodes. And that is the end of the episode proper. They're back together. <laughs> This is so cute. I just had a bunch of smiley faces at the end of my notes (laughs) with this. Okay. At the beginning, you kind of pointed this out as well, but the fact that everybody's just like staying around with exhibits and attractions, I think is hilarious because again, that would not happen at all. No, simply Um, not at all possible. Yes. uh, Dana's character. I love this little, just the tidbit of from step by step. Ironically enough, Jason Marsden was also at Disney filming for this, which is, I'm sure that you saw that trivia note as well. I did. But he's one of the main characters in Step by Step, and he's also just there. And I was like, what an incredible coincidence. I know. It's so funny. I almost wish they had had him in it. I wonder how weird that would be, because, like, just not being hired back, you know, because that was, like, a whole thing. And then having all of these shows be at the same time with, like, the same company yeah, at, like literally at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just with the crossovers, those are always my favorite type of things so that fun. Uh, channels do with all of their 
shows uh mm-hmm. and especially like the ones that also have joint storylines yeah. because I, I don't know but some of my favorite days which is also disney ironically were like the that's, that's so, so sweet, sweet life of hannah montana. montana i knew it it's the best one in wizards on deck yeah wizards <laughs> on deck was also good um, um with hannah oh, montana <laughs> yeah wizards on deck with hannah montana. they always just had to have her name <laughs> 20 minutes later for those coming coming back joining us i just cut about mm, 20 25 minutes of us yelling about movie musicals literally screaming (laughs) we got mad we got really angry um and listen if you want that let me know i'll throw it on the patreon uncut (laughs) um okay wow i have to like get my mind back in i know we were fully spiraled out of control there um yeah i love Corey chatting with the dolphin i don't know why that was just a note that i had it was cute uh, and of course, Topanga is also there and listening the entire time in the way that if Corey just looked for a second, he would see that she was there. Like she comes out immediately after he. Right. If he <laughs> after he waited, walks by. He probably heard her step out. <laughs> he was right next to you. <laughs> it's an aquarium that any time that you make, uh, like yeah, you're walking goes. on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Topanga running in the heels like a boss is a note that I had because she is. She's like running around Epcot for a sec and just like full on heels. And I love this little moment with the two of them at the end because I love the flip into Panga's mind of he's doing all these things also because he cares that much. And that was just trying to express it. Yeah. And it's just really sweet. And I just love that she's the one that initiates the kiss too Mm -hmm. um, because he's the one that's been like pining over her. uh, And so it's really sweet. And I really love the or what line. I do too. That's a really great line. I think it's so funny that he, he is like doing all of this effort, like making all this effort to like make her understand how much he wants to be with her again. And then as soon as she is like reciprocating, he's like, wait, what's going on? I don't know. What what do you mean? What's happening? Why? Why? What? What? I think that's so funny and so cute and like very teenage boy to just be like, wait, I didn't think this was going to (laughs) happen. Well, also the fact that she runs after him and is just like explaining everything back to him. And he's like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. Like he's so (laughs) trying to brush it off now. It's just like, it'll never work, whatever. And it's like, dude, it's working. (laughs) It's working. You're not, you're not understanding. Uh, And of course they have the, the really pretty aerial view of all of this. It's like they're a part of Disney or something, you know? (laughs) It's like they got the big books. Man. Again, nobody really in the park. No. <laughs> At night. I really like the moment where she's running up to him from far away and her her like ADR is so insane of her being like, Corey, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even think her mouth is moving. It's so Again, funny. Yeah, because it's also just so loud right there. Yeah, because it's frowns. <laughs> Another scene where they just have to yell a little bit. Yeah. Mm, but very cute. It's fun. It's cute. We love it. They're back together, guys. It's so great. It happened. And I will say, they don't break up again for a long time. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I, I said this from the beginning, like that they've had, I think, four, three to four breakups in the course of the show. They don't break up again for, I think, like two seasons. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great and fun. Got that to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right. End credits. We are in the Matthews kitchen. Corey's parents are lecturing him about being gone 
for two days and say he's grounded for the next month. Morgan drops down from the counter. She's sitting on says, a month? I got more when I said. And then she's like fully bleeped out. <laughs> it's very funny. The parents go, Morgan, in unison and send her up to her room. She's grounded for two months. She says, I gotta learn self-control. And then before she goes, she stops and says to Corey, I thought what you did for Topanga was really sweet. I hope someday a boy does that for me. Morgan heads upstairs and Corey says to his parents, look, what I did was wrong, but just in case there's any chance of leniency, here. Snow domes from Disney World. He sends two snow globes in front of them. His parents are to shake them, but Amy tells him to go upstairs anyway. And Corey replies, then I'll be taking these back. And when he tries to <laughs> grab Alice, he like protests a little bit and has to like snatch it out of his hand before he eventually lets go. Corey starts to leave and Amy says, Corey, I'm glad everything worked out with you and Topanga. He says, me too, mom. You may keep yours. And he hands her back her snow globe before going upstairs. Um, he like gestures to his dad with the other one like, aha. And then he leaves. Eric then comes in through the back door and the parents tell him to sit down because they know that he covered for Corey while he was in Florida. Eric says, now nah, without evidence, there's no way to tie me to this messy affair. So I bid you farewell. Feeney then knocks on the back door in gardening clothes with a shovel and says, ah, Mr. Matthews, and pulls the dirty Corey dummy into the house and says, I was planting in the garden and I dug this up. I believe it's yours. The parents stare like confused and horrified. And Eric says, oh, come on. Is this the best you can do? And that is the end of the episode in full. Mm. This the whole bleeping out was very funny and so kind of out of nowhere. Funny. Like, yeah, they never have used that once throughout yeah, this entire well, show. It's a TGIF show. Like they are very careful about the words that they say, the language they use because it's ABC. It's that family based show. And so it's really funny when they're like, here's a big, a big long swear. <laughs> It's also just really funny that one, it's coming from the youngest kid that's on the show, and two, yes. that it's the same on Disney night. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, learning self-control, very funny little line. Love a little product placement from a Disney with their own snow globes. So Yes, I know. Um, that's great, but just a silly way to end this episode, because it's that's really sweet. Uh, I love just seeing the, the family together. That's always yeah. a fun time. The fact that he tried to bury it. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Like, what was he thinking? There's no way. Why? In Feeney's yard, notorious gardener. <laughs> like, why would you think that that's not going to get found? There's no way. He'll never notice. <laughs> he'll, never, he'll never notice a giant dummy buried in his backyard. And he I couldn't have dug it that deep, you know? Mm. So fun. Well, we have reached the end of the episode. What was the lesson said? You know, it's a good question. Huh? Um, because I came up with one for the teenage spy one, and this one I straight up didn't. Fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to think of one on the spot right now, <laughs> um, I mean, if you really care somebody, uh, care about somebody, uh, then you should tell them and just yeah. be upfront about it, and you know, just kind of make your intentions known about what you want to do. If they also say no, stop. <laughs> yeah, maybe respect boundaries. Yeah. Um, that wasn't like the lesson of the show because Corey just kept pursuing her and then she was like, oh, okay. But yeah. in general, if somebody is telling you to stop doing something, don't keep doing it. <laughs> and also, if people do say that they're not interested in you, don't Listen. go for them, Kristen. Yeah. Kristen? <laughs> she kissed him without consent twice. 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 And Wild. said, I love you. <laughs> yes, yeah, crazy. Oh, man. He wasn't even looking at her, and she said no. that. 
It's so it's so weird to think of this girl in the context of like the regular world. Like you are you okay? I don't think you're okay. <laughs> Where are your parents? Why do you think this is fine? The other thing that I thought of was purely like truly five love languages. Some people receive love differently than you might think to give love. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to understand how people want to feel love and respect that because it may be different than the way you feel love and want to receive love so you know i like Corey that. was doing an acts of service kind of love thing and topanga i think needed words of affirmation <laughs> <laughs> yes and maybe actions i think uh uh what was the, the no it's acts of services actions it's acts of service and gift giving are the two that are like doing an action so yeah she needed words of affirmation i think in that moment yeah yeah that's better than i came up with i don't know why i didn't write one i was just looking at my notes and i was like hmm <laughs> this will be fine. a fun end of the episode but all right yeah. well that's the end we've done it actually again <laughs> the other lesson here go to disney world oh yeah go to disney world the the biggest lesson of them all let's be real you should be at epcot <laughs> right now what are you doing? Why are you even... You better be on your way to Epcot as you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were on my way to Epcot. <laughs> That's what ABC wants you to do. I know. Ugh. But it looks so fun. It does. <laughs> it's the end of the episode. Here we are. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, we're here. We're doing it. It's the end of the episode. Welcome to the end. Hey, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Lost Years Pod. Uh, we share when the episodes drop. We share fun memes. And we also ask what you're nostalgic for. This week, we asked, what was your favorite after school snack? And at Chex926 said, oatmeal cream pies or a dill pickle wrapped in American cheese. Oh, my gosh. I've heard of the pickle and cheese thing, but I forgot that that was a thing people did. I... I had not heard of pickle in American cheese. I had done a pickle with cream cheese with like salami wrapped around it. And that oh. was a great combo. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on pickles. I'll have to yeah. try some of these out. Mm. And then, I'm a sweet pickle girl though. I like a bread and butter pickle. A sweet, sweet pickle. I love a sweet pickle. <laughs> I am in a sweet pickle. Uh... And then at Kels Calzones, friend of, friend the, of pod, the pod, said, in my younger years, it was 100% Go-Gurt. In high school, I would have had an ice cream sandwich as often as possible. Ugh, I love a Go-Gurt. I do too. They're so Do you good. remember when Go-Gurts also had like the Shrek branding? Yes. That was a very mid-2000s thing that clearly doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Go-Gurt was big on like partner branding with like yeah. different... They had a few... Um, but yeah, the green, the green Shrek yogurt was really, or like the, the clear tubes that once you like sucked all the yogurt out, there was a little drawing in the back that you got to look at. Yeah. Gogurt's so good. I also, I didn't say this with, uh, Chex's, but I also, cause I got distracted by the pickle, but I also really love an oatmeal cream pie. Like that was one of my yeah, favorite treats as a kid. Um, yeah. Mine was probably, uh, fruit snacks or cheese, just straight up American cheese. <laughs> I loved American cheese. Yeah, I would. My my mom, my me too. My mom always bought. We didn't get um the craft plastic wrapped singles. I always hated those because they tasted so plastic. But the deli select in the blue package 
those American singles where it was like a stack of cheese that you had to like peel off each. Those are still to this day, delicious, <laughs> delicious. Oh, those are great. Yeah. I, I remember the first time it started like as an after school thing, but my mom melted a mozzarella um, string cheese. And so it was like on a plate. Yeah. And so then I would just like have to string it up and it was all hot and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok. Like this TikTok creator made a whole music. He was like a big musical um, where he does like a lot of mashups where there's like a bunch of him and then his hair is in a ponytail. I don't know if you've seen him. I can't remember his name. Um, but he did a whole song specifically about melting this one brand of American cheese on a plate or not American cheese, uh, mozzarella cheese on a plate, like melting it into so that it became like bubbly and crispy. And um, I bought them and tried it once. And I was like, this is not doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I didn't get the right cheese. I don't think I could find the brand that he was talking about. So I found like as close as I could muster. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's it's hot, melty cheese. I get it. I like cheese. <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't like getting it wasn't hitting for me the way that I wanted it to. Yeah. I think the two that I came up with, like specifically thinking about after school, though, besides the mozzarella cheese, because that was just like a snack that I used to eat. Mm -hmm. um, you said uh, fruit snacks, but specifically the Scooby-Doo gummies had a hold on me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. They were much better were even great. than like normal fruit snacks. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then the other one was grips. Do you remember these? Is that a yogurt? No. They were no, no. like... They came in a little package. The best way I could describe them is like really tiny, like chocolate chip cookies almost. Because they had like Cheez-Its too. I guess I was only mm. looking at the Chips Deluxe, but they had like Cheez-Its. Like they were all just mini and tiny. So you could just like eat them on the go. Um, but oh, like in the little, like in the little cup? No, but those are really uh, good too. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I just sent you a message on Zoom. Oh. I never had these. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I was never super huge on, um, what's it called? Regular Cheez-Its. There was a specific brand of Cheez-Its that we found that we like. It was like a duo Cheez-Its. And so those are the only ones we ever bought. Um, mm -hmm. And like when we got cookies, it was always Oreos. So I never, I never, we never had these at my house. Yeah. Discontinued I mean snacks. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh but yeah, I so funny. the way that they got me with these and like wanting me to have them was there was a commercial that they did where it was like doing trick shots with these because they're really small mm, and yeah, they were like a kid had like five spoons and put like a grip at the end of each of them and then like hit all of them at certain points and then he like got them in his <laughs> mouth and I was like, that is the coolest thing. That is cool. I remember tiny. that commercial too. Uh, yeah. Grips. Grips. That's fun. That's fun. I also was a big Gogurt kid. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't think of anything else that I was like super into. It's crazy with Gogurt how they made it really easy and fun to like eat yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Like Gogurt's Danimals, like Yeah, Danimals are drinking yogurt. Ones. Yes. Mm. Oh my god, I loved a Danimal. Oh man. Uh yeah, thank you for those submissions. You can email us at the last year's pod at gmail.com. We might read your email on the show. Like this email we got from our friend Brian. 
Ryan. Who said, what I'm nostalgic for this week is camping trips. Some of my favorite memories as a kid was going camping during summer break, fishing, swimming, sleeping under the stars, hobo pies, roasting weenies and marshmallows, and making s'mores. Just got back from my son's first camping trip, and it brought back all kinds of nostalgia of my dad taking me and my brother out camping. And maybe when he's my age, he can look back and have the same nostalgia, which is so cute. He sent us photos of, of him and his son. Um, and it's just the cutest, the sweetest. I love it. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. You already know how I feel about camping. I love it. Yeah, so. It's true. Yeah. You do love I'm camping. happy that you are also getting to share those memories with your son. Yeah. Cutie pie. I love that. Um, so thank you so much, Brian. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It helps people find the show. Um, I didn't say Spotify or Good Pods, but those places too. Um, it helps people. It helps people find the show, and it's a very nice thing to do. So please do it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows like Midnight Curiosities and Thanks for the Lyrics on www.scavengersnetwork.com. Our personal handles are in our show handles, but if you want to find me individually, I'm at Tay's Live Tweets. I also am on TikTok at Taycrow. I posted um, a couple of TikToks from my trip uh, when you're listening to this about a couple weeks ago. So if you want to check those out, I would be so happy. Yeah, I would appreciate it because I worked pretty hard making little video recordings of that whole trip so I have cute little videos for my reel. And I like them. I think they're cute. I think they're good. I think they turned out well. (laughs) So yeah. Hell yeah. I'm also on TikTok at Sudsley. (laughs) Awesome. And there you have it. And there you have it. That's the end of the show, y'all. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We love you. And yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say before I fully close this out? No. Okay. Well, until next time. Your Tay. Your Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.